0: The best of 1989, action-packed excitement for the entire family. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike i'm sean and i'm joe and that was the back of the box for the nintendo entertainment system action set itself the actual back of the box of the console now we're now we're getting meta
1: so meta it was actually pretty boring mike
0: yeah well that was that tell you about nintendo and how they think of american families that if they just put action-packed excitement that like moms everywhere like i gotta get this
2: i believe that's true there was no excitement
0: yeah, well, in the back of the box, too, though, there's really, really generic pictures of, like, what's included to no fanfare at all. Like, the NES just by itself, two controllers in a picture by itself, <laughs> the Zapper with, like, no, like, laser beam pointing out of it or anything. So, it's pretty bland in general. A mother. Yeah, the mother is, like, her eye line is above the TV, so it makes me <laughs> question, like, what she's looking at, because she's definitely not looking at the TV.
1: Just got some peach schnapps. Just trying to sink it all in. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's hidden behind the kid with the controller's shoulder, so you can't see it. It's in her other hand.
1: Well, that was her
2: intention. Yep. We should we should write to Nintendo and see what their intentions were.
0: Right. Uh. Also, it's uh it's a special episode for those of you who have never been to a best of episode before. Uh, welcome. We do this every year when we uh end a season of that year. Seasons are years here. It's kind of interesting like that. Uh so you're on season 5 if you're following along if you care about podcasts or whatever. It's kind of like um it's kind of like kids cartoon shows where like season numbers don't really matter. Nobody's like, "Hey, did you see like season 3 of SpongeBob SquarePants?" Like nobody knows what season 3 of SpongeBob SquarePants was. You do. But not be- but because I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> really though, we've we've recorded 250 episodes and uh that's not for just 1989. That's the whole podcast we had a big deal about that on Willow last week but 1989 started for us in January of 2021 and that's kind of crazy cuz it took us uh almost almost two whole years to get through 1989 which is like weird 1989 starts in 2021 takes two years years are like totally different measurements in nostalgia time
2: yeah for the record for anyone who hasn't been to one of these before when we say years we're talking about The release year, so, like, every game that came out in 1989, which happens to be more than the amount of weeks in one real year.
1: Yeah, we've been stuck in 1989 for twice as long as anybody else had, like, if they lived through it, so I just want you to think about that. Um, I guess anyone that's been listening through this has also been stuck in 1989, but, like, you know, we've all gone through some shit, like, you know, real life has happened in 1989 in 2021 like you know it's been a real thing
0: yeah and for some of our listeners they were alive in 1989 it's worth mentioning none of us were um
2: but
1: close (laughs) we're getting close we're we're
2: almost born i can't wait for you guys (laughs) to see us (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll all talk about it yeah we'll have the game that's closest to our birthdays you know starting next year
0: that'll be fun that'll be known as your birthday game Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Perfect. Uh, Joe, great tee up, though, on like basically what this episode is, because there is a lot that happens in this episode. You might be thinking, well, I've heard all the episodes. Why do I need to listen to the best of? Um, Basically, we're going to do the year in review and then we're going to look at the best of 1989 after our little year in review where we reveal our top 10 games of the year. Uh, Usually, we listed our picks in the past, like, here's my number 10, here's Joe's number 10, here's Sean's number 10. We're not doing that anymore. That took a lot of time. We've perfected the show. We've got this down to a science now. So, the math has already been done, and we're just going to go right into the top 10 games of 1989. Uh, You know, if if that sounds interesting to you, you could literally click on the chapter marker for that right now, if your podcast player supports chapters, and go right to that. And then come back here just to prove it worked. You know, I wouldn't listen to that chapter yet because you're on this chapter. But that's something you could do. You could test that out.
1: Just know that we have the technology.
0: So thanks for coming back and listening to this segment because we're also going to do our big essential games list vote. And uh, you might be thinking, well, what are we going to vote on? We're going to vote on all the games that are already essential games and make sure that they should be there. It's kind of like a swearing in of the judges or something like that like we're gonna list off the games in the order they are on the essential games list and then somebody can say objection and uh it'll be really cool like phoenix Wright style where they have to uh make their case for why that game shouldn't be on the essential games list and then we have the opportunity to look at some games that weren't on the essential games list or aren't on the essential games list yet and maybe try to add them on so that'll be uh fun as well at the end of the episode We'll go to uh, talk about 1990, just a little overview, not the whole thing, because remember, we're going to do a best of 1990 in seven years. And uh, (laughs) then we have a cool little tease at the end of the show, so that'll be fun, too. So stick around for the tease at the end.
1: (laughs) We have the whole next seven years to talk about 1990, so we can can trim that down as much as we want.
0: Right. And right now, we're going to talk about 1989, a year in review. It's 96 games. Ten Essential, Twenty Sports, only one Nintendo game, which is Tetris, and then uh they published seven. So you have Dance Aerobics, Cobra Triangle, Dragon Warrior, Fazanadu, Tetris, To the Earth, Short Order, Slash Explode. Those are the Nintendo games. But really just want to focus in on that one more time that they only made uh one actual like Nintendo game, and that was Tetris this year, so Either, you know, they're really working hard for 1990 or they want it, like... hardly working. Yeah, hardly working. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm not sure how to explain that because this is, you know, 1985 was just Nintendo games. 1986 saw many additions. 87 and 88 also had a plethora of, like, sequels to their uh, best games, you know? So what's going on here that... uh, there's nothing in the works. Why didn't yeah. Why didn't Super Mario Brothers three happen this year if nothing was on the calendar?
2: It's it's weird to hear that out loud because it it doesn't feel like it's been that long since a Nintendo game, you know, minus Tetris. But I guess when I think about it, like yeah, there's like a particular feel to a Nintendo game. There's a particular like quality, at least to these like first ones. Not even necessarily a quality, but like I don't know, just that there's 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 a feel to it that we haven't had in a while.
1: Yeah, it's also it's also kind of strange that you're saying that Tetris is a Nintendo game. Right, cause they because they technically, yeah. like,
0: yeah, I know what you're saying. They made this version, but they didn't make Tetris.
1: <laughs> yeah. So when you say that the only game made by Nintendo is Tetris, I hear Nintendo didn't make any games this year. Nintendo ain't got no games. That's right. You but here first.
0: maybe this is also a good opportunity for them to just sell the games they already made, right? Like, back then... Kids are still buying NESs for the very first time in 1989. They can just Super Mario Brothers are probably still selling like crazy, right? Legend of Zelda, all those games. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, what?
2: I feel like even like lately in the last few years, like Sony does similar things. I think there was like a year or two after their kind of like big comeback with the PS4, there was just a year where like they didn't really have any games coming out, but it was like, but they had a lot of games, or at least at like their E3 or whatever, like yeah. they didn't announce many
1: things. No, but it was like, it well, sort of we already like... got so much stuff on here. Yeah, I don't really know what the actual timeline was, but it was sort of, sort of like uh, we got God of War, we got Last of Us Two, we got yada yada yada, Um, and then it's just like, okay, they can take a break. I guess this might have been Nintendo taking a break and letting the chips fall where they may.
2: That and like taking their time for whatever is gonna come next. Be like, hey, we got time to really develop the hell out of these games.
0: And then looking at the games they publish too, I see you know essential game um Dragon Warrior which had that huge push with the Nintendo Power uh where if you like got a subscription to Nintendo Power you would get a free copy of Dragon Warrior Cobra Triangle which uh I think all three of us were pretty you know we liked that game I was keen on oh, yeah. it Yeah
2: Definitely. and To the Earth which Joe loves Absolutely more than I did in the original recording of the episode Wow Wow, so wow.
0: they're not they're not like they, they are still pushing the system and I think they're pushing the right games that maybe otherwise you know, maybe would only have stayed on the Famicom. You know, Dragon Warrior uh, was Dragon Quest out in the Famicom, but that that game had already been out for a long time. So it seems like Enix was like, "Nah, we we're not bringing that game over." And Nintendo was like, "This this is a this is a big moment for you guys. Like, we'll help you do it."
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it just sort of feels like this year was Nintendo taking more of like an overview and and not being as involved. Um, and, and just sort of like guiding, guiding the, the way that this whole system, uh, spends its life instead of like directly involving themselves.
0: I mentioned that there were 96 games for 1989. That is the most, and it's always going to just continue to grow for a little bit. I don't know where we peak if it's 91 or 92, but 96 games this year. Yet 10 essential games, which means that more than 10% of the games we played this year were essential, which might seem low, but I think that actually seems pretty high. Like, 1 in 10 games was going to be uh, an essential one. Did it feel like that as we were going through it? Uh, Did did you notice? Like, I I felt like at least at one point we got a bunch of stinkers in a row, so maybe the essential games weren't exactly spread out in terms of their release throughout the year.
1: We we definitely had a... A, a very dense period where it seemed like almost every other game was like, "Holy shit, this game's really good," and then we went through a, a like a a winter, and it may not have occurred during the actual winter, <laughs> but I, was it like twenty something games in a row that like maybe some were playets, but nothing was even close to an essential. I I don't actually know the stats. See,
2: I kind of remember also coming out the other side of that winter. With suddenly a bunch in a row, like just recently, <laughs> you know, like I feel like there were like every every third week we'd have an essential game for a little while. We were there just too. ready to love. Yeah. Ready to
0: love after the impossibly long list. Uh, and I'm going to read these games off. And, uh, you know, yes, Sean, some of these were play. some of these. Some people might have even fought us and said that these should have been essential. But here's the list of the longest drought that I know of so far for nostalgia without an essential game. We had. Flying Dragon, the Secret Scroll. Try to tell me one thing about that game. One thing you could even remember about that
1: game. I know nothing. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jordan vs. Bird, one on one. A little more (laughs) memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A little more memorable. Uh, Adventures of Dino Ricky, which was the Mm -hmm. like caveman shmup. Mm
2: -hmm. Air transform.
0: Yes. Uh, No, that you don't. You don't. Yeah, you do. You do. But not macho man. Yeah, you're thinking of Amagon with the macho man. Amagon is the one I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Air Fortress. Pretty good game. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like Air Fortress. Mm-hmm. Hal Laboratory. Love me. Back to the Future. Uh, a confusing <laughs> summary of events of what happened in the movie.
1: Yeah, Back yes.
2: to the Future subtitle. Where's Doc?
0: <laughs> bad Street Brawler, which was just. Uh, it, I think name. this was Joe's best joke of the year, where he was like, "It's bad Street Brawler." <laughs> like he's a bad Street Brawler.
2: Uh, that was my best joke of the year. <laughs>
0: um the black bass which we recorded at four thirty in the morning to be true to the spirit of fishing
2: yeah it was rough
0: castle quest good yeah. luck remembering yeah. what that. no game i was. do
2: remember that one i think what do you think it that was that one was bad
0: okay good <laughs> Uh, DuckTales. Wasn't it
2: you were in, like, one <laughs> castle? Is that the one? You were, like, just outside of a castle you had to keep going into this castle? Yeah, no, you
0: were inside the castle the whole time, if you remember. You were questing was, like...
1: in the castle, joke.
0: Yeah, but no, oh. there was, like, keys you had to collect and it was a little yeah. confusing and I think you could soft lock yourself.
1: Huh. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, a I thing. Yeah, definitely remember. Yeah. But then, yeah, you said you said DuckTales. I said
0: Ducktails, that. and that's not yeah. mm-hmm. on the Essential Games list right now. Which is wild. Um, but, Fester's... you know, I won't say nothing. <laughs> Fester's Quest which we talked about for a really long time. Way too much time on Fester's Quest.
1: Yeah, we got to check ourselves.
0: (laughs) Hollywood Squares, where we actually played a (laughs) game of Hollywood Squares. King's Night, which was like the square shmup where you had to like each character, like you had to complete the story four times to then play as all four of them at once. Pretty cool idea. Yeah,
2: that was the shmup disguised as an RPG, right? Yes,
0: yes. Uh, NFL Football. Um, with the, almost no NFL likeliness in it, Terrible other than game. the team names, POW, Prisoners of War. Uh, I don't think anybody does that. I think they say POW, but I just <laughs> said POW because I'm reading the list kind of fast. We're taking up does a lot of time here. Do that? Uh, Sesame Street, ABC, Sky Shark, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Casino Kid, Joe. I know you want to say something about Casino Kid.
2: Love it. I love it, but it's, you know, I love the potential it had. There you go. I don't go. love the game.
0: Uh, goal, Godzilla, Monsters of Monsters, which was just ridiculous. Jeopardy! Jr. Edition. I can't believe we have more Jeopardy! games to come. Romance of the Three Kingdoms, Nobunaga's Ambition 2, Stealth ATF, The Three Stooges, Twin Eagle, Wheel of Fortune Jr. Edition, 720, uh, Tetris. Mm, Pretty good game. To the Earth. Joe thinks it's a pretty good game. All all pro basketball. And then finally, after all of this time, we were saved with uh, Archon.
1: All right. So, I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't a complete winter. Like, there were good games in there that we just disagree on how good they are, but there also was a lot of shit.
0: But if you open up a booster box of cards and these (laughs) games are the cards, you're not really satisfied with the hits.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you don't get any of the, like, ultra-rare foils. There's no Charizards in that. There's, like, a couple Articunos and whatever the fuck, but we just... We're, we just weren't at the precipice. We were in, like, people are getting into a groove, and that might mean higher lows, but also lower highs. Well, you also got to remember
2: this is the this is the year. I mean, so far that we've had the most games. So, like, yeah. just inevitably, there's going to be a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot to move to get to the, uh, yeah, to get to the, um, the really good stuff.
0: And Joe, what a segue for the good stuff because I can think of no better way to end our review of 1989 than to list our top 10 games of 1989. So a little uh, inside baseball for anybody who cares is that uh, when we did the math for the show, there was a three-way tie for 10th place and we just discussed it um, very friendly outside of the recording of the episode of which one should be number 10 and nobody's feelings were hurt and that's all uh, solved. But the rest of these games are uh naturally in place except for drumroll please the number 1 game which is a tie right now and will be decided when we get there I don't want to I don't want to start with number 1 we're going to start with number 10 and work our way through Can you through. rephrase that as what do you want?
1: we will argue about it when we get there Oh we're going to argue for sure there All yeah. right yeah Yeah because this is a
0: this is a big year the one thing I like is that when we did the best of 1985 uh the top five, because we didn't even have like the top ten wouldn't have even been exciting. The top five was Excite Bike, Kung Fu, Duck Hunt, Golf, and Super Mario Brothers, which actually is a pretty crazy list of the 17 black box games, but um <laughs> but you know, for the most part it wasn't like exciting. There wasn't much of a like a shake up, nobody was doing like anything too crazy. But now that we're in nineteen eighty nine, when you choose ten games from ninety six you're bound to have, like, some discrepancies and, like, everybody's, like, best game is going to be different, and it was. Um, But I don't see, like, any games on our list that are all, like, even two of us put in the same place. So this is pretty exciting times. At number 10, Gyrus. Are there any uh people here that were shocked to find out that Gyrus was even in consideration? Is no. There- is there anybody here who wants to fight about if it's gyris, gyrus, gyrus, gyrus? I would say
2: gyrus, but, It you know. feels like gyrus to me, but I have no idea why. It just feels right.
0: It seems like no. an alien word, so realistically, like, maybe we don't even have the mouth abilities
1: to say it properly. Right. No, you That's know what? In, in a vacuum, I've only seen G-Y pronounce J-A, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah, Gyrus. Gyrus,
0: But see, in, in Greek, it would be like Jairus. Yes,
1: I agree. That's how I pronounce euro, but um, we're, we, we speak American here. This, this is the kind of video game talk we'll be doing
0: throughout the entire episode. Because uh, we don't a,
1: 100% remember the games. <laughs> so. Right, this is a phonics episode, if anything else.
0: <laughs> we'll move on to number nine, which is an essential game, The Guardian Legend. Hey, hey, our boy, the Guardian Legend. I feel like that's a fine placement for it. Let's see who had it the highest. Um, it was just, just it was me. You.
1: It was you.
2: Here's you guys didn't thing. even have it on your here's, list.
0: No, I had thing. it.
2: As you're saying this, uh, this is just a testament to how good a lot of the games were this year. Because I was playing Guardian Legend this week, you know, as as one of the many games I was playing to kind of like refresh myself, and I was like, wow, this is so good. And I just realized right now that it's not. It didn't even make my list. Yeah, like it could easily be here where one of these other things are, but so could all the other things. I
0: single-handedly saved the Guardian Legend and got it on the list because I remember. You
2: know what? I'll be honest. Uh, I got a couple things on my list here that I feel like Guardian Legend should be there instead, but you know, too late now.
1: Yeah, it is too late. I will say that I think Guardian Legend, for me, uh, at least for me, just suffered from genre fatigue and it's just that like you know we complain about it a lot there's a lot of shmups and I remember like I was pretty high on this as a shmup and as a game but you know when there are so many god damn But I mean I would barely (laughs) consider it a shmup
2: I mean it is there's a shmup element
1: but I feel like the bigger
2: what? It's a shmup! I don't know. Isn't it like more like a run and gun? Like
0: No, it's like ha- it's half and half. That that was the whole like hook, right? Was that
2: it was yeah. yeah. I mean the shmup the shmup part is how you get from level to level.
1: I mean, I'd like, say it's half it's like there'd be a regular level and then a shmup level.
2: Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of shmup to it, but I feel like the other the other part of it is like the bigger portion of the game. I spent a lot more time playing the other part of it because it's like exploration based. But yeah, I mean it is a shmup, but it's it's it, it saved for me who doesn't love shmups by all the like the rest of the game
0: okay. and and i think it's a i think it's a good game i'm actually not too mad with its placement i'm glad it's in the top 10 um it it's a little obtuse at times and i feel like uh that's what that's what stops it from being like one of the best but i'm not i'm not angry with it and i, I was the only one who apparently voted for it so i'm not even gonna have to make a case here at number eight with nine points Archon.
1: Let's go. Alright. Oh yeah. I know we got a lot of haters here. But I just want to say that like just because you've developed a game that isn't at its best in a one player setting, like doesn't mean that you've made a bad game. Like if this were a board game, and I don't know how you could make it that because half of it is like video game centric right. with the uh with the actual like how you take You take spots and stuff like... But, I mean, like, what I'm saying is... um, Archon, despite its faults in in an AI versus setting... Where maybe the AI is kind of trash... Or uh, there isn't any sort of underlying strategy... Because you aren't playing against a flesh and blood person... Like, it's a very well-designed game. Like, multiplayer game. So... That and the kind of fun twists on like tactical tactical games and uh chess made me put this on my list.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up, Sean, because I had I had actually a lot kind of planned out to say about this um if if any I mean, I'll say it now, but I was planning it in case anyone was coming for it on the Essential Games list, but at least on to, to kind of echo what you're saying, like I don't think that yeah I I think that a game definitely absolutely does not need to be one player centric even though most of them are in the NES team but it doesn't have to be one player centric to be amazing and like an alternative thing at least the way that I think about this stuff is if 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 there was a game that had a terrible campaign but it had a level creator that was as robust and amazing as Mario Maker I would vote that essential for the level creator because it's part of the game and that one I feel like is a little harder to argue than just saying that the two-player um, is as important. Like in this game, it feels like if I play if I play a game on chess.com, I can play against the computer, and that's fine, and it's good practice, and it's fun. But that's not like what the fun of chess is. The fun of chess is the competition of another person. That's what the game was designed to compete with another person. And that's what I feel like Archon did was give you that. So, like, I, I agree that I think that um, one-player or two-player-centric, like, does not— Factor in to to my vote.
1: And that's why Spy vs Spy is still on the essential game list.
2: Hell yeah! I know my
0: audience, so I I wasn't even gonna question it later on. But I will put my <laughs> put it here instead. uh That I I would just argue that I don't know, like this game. I don't even think it's in like my top twenty five. I find the real time combat uh component of this game like very uh simplistic and and boring with the projectile attacks and just the way that they laid it out. And then I think the, the chess component of it, right, like the tabletop thing, I don't know, they just like set up some extra ar- arbitrary rules on top of like uh, what people know as tabletop games. So I don't think they added a lot in either of those and uh, as a sum of its parts, it's just kind of like a, it's a mediocre game in my opinion. Like I'm sure it's really fun if you have another person who knows the systems as well as you do and it could get competitive. I just think the actual game is pretty boring.
2: I I mean I have a lot to rebut here and I don't know if we want to do this here do it. or wait until the essential games list. But but I mean I think that the, the simplicity of the of the action part is part of what makes it so accessible for competition. It's not about like the systems involved in the game, which that's fine too if it was, but this is just about your Twitch reflexes versus their Twitch reflexes, and you have different stats based like that combined with which the strategy of which uh piece you put up against which one of their pieces, which gives you like a boost or, or a, like lack thereof. And like, that's where I think like most of the tabletop quote unquote strategy comes in is your positioning of based on that. Like it's simple enough that it's accessible in just like a way that it's like when you sit down and play a game, even of chess. I mean, it's funny to say chess is simple, but like the rules of chess, pretty simple. It gets very complicated because of the ways those rules interact with each other. Where it's like, yeah, the rules of chess, there's, there's, you know, what? The seven pieces not even that like each have a different thing that they do but you add all that together and it makes this complex game this isn't as complicated as chess but it's like these simple rules that have endless possibilities of the way that you compete with each other
0: at number seven <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no i just uh, yeah i i don't know
0: like I, no one's gonna convince me that Yeah, i mean we'll uh, go back yeah. and forth
2: forever but right, I, right. I just had to say i just want today.
0: you to know it's not under attack it's safe Fair. today Good to know <laughs> <laughs> at number 7 with 12 points tech mobile another
1: essential game all right this is just uh the purest form of like sports game enjoyment that you can have like there's there, it it doesn't have the jank that any of the basketball or even some of the baseball games we've had have it's Like a finally refined 8-bit version of a sport that you might have thought at the beginning of this podcast with 10-yard fight would just be impossible. Because we saw it tried, and it was really bad, and then, you know, a few years pass by, and it's like, oh no, we can make passing fun, and we can make running fun, and we can actually have the rules of the sport applied... To a system that can be played with these eight directions and two buttons and a couple like auxiliary buttons, it was just like a great time yeah and and for it's a sports game, and we we joked for so long that a sports game would never make the essential games list because it's just so derivative and each one is just so uh, iterative that it would never work as like a a whole it would never be it would never be able to stand on its own but Tecmo Bowl finally was able to do it at least in my opinion
0: yeah I, I think Tecmo Bowl even I would go as far as to say like Tecmo Bowl works as an essential game and as one of the great games of 1989 for the same reasons people still talk about NHL 94 like you yeah. don't you don't have to go like all in on complexity and trying to do more than the system is capable of. This, this understands the limits and then just makes a really fun game around those limits. Agreed. At number 6 with 16 points, Shadowgate.
2: Wow. Got to love Shadowgate. I wasn't sure how everybody else would uh you know, would place it, but I had it relatively high on my list and I think that uh, it just really proves to me that a point-and-click adventure game is, like, very, very accessible and doable on the NES to the point where it's, like, it almost, to me, and I know that there were some issues with the uh, hardware, but for the most part, it almost really didn't matter that I was playing on the NES. It didn't feel like a dated game other than, like, the the graphics and the music, you know? Like, it, it felt like a, like a regular point-and-click adventure game experience that could, like, really immerse you.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of... Uh there there are a lot of hoops that this game had to jump through for me to actually consider it like a top tier game and um i'd say that part of it is almost 100% like aesthetic and then another part of it is just quality of life and for for this kind of game i just wasn't expecting any quality of life like i was expecting it to be you got to jump through three menus to decide to do one thing and then you'd be able to do it, and like, yeah, once you were able to actually uh, play the game, then it would be fun, but every time you wanted to do an action, it would just take forever. This is what I thought the experience would be going into it. So a part of it is just that the designers of this game had enough quality-of-life improvements in mind to sort of preempt a lot of the problems that I thought I'd have with it, and then, like, between the puzzle design... And the uh, the the graphics of it, like it was actually able to sell me on the experience as a whole and not so much just like, wow, I'm just surprised they made it playable. Because for a, a little bit, like the game, just to me, just felt like, oh, wow, I'm just amazed they made this playable. But it was fun. Like, on its own, this is a fun game. A lot of NES games do like trial and
0: error where you just have to... Unless you look up a guide, you just have to, like, try different things or, like, go to different places or talk to NPCs and try to, like, figure out what the mistranslation was supposed to have them say. Uh Shadowgate is the first NES example I can think of where trial and error, or rather what I would refer to it as experimentation, is fun in the game. It's fun to just try the item that you picked up on different things and see what happens. Because, you know most of the time the game might not have something prepared it's not one of those games where like anything can work but you can also figure out what you need to do with certain things there are a lot of uh items that you'll pick up at the very beginning of this game that you know you'll hold on to for for a good amount of time yeah. so, you know so i feel like there's a there's actually a payoff in here for just trying anything that you can that you can think of like why you might want to open up this thing that doesn't look like it could be opened or why you want to uh, Uh, put the jewel into the hole like you know like you might you have three other jewels like why is this one working Uh, that kind of stuff uh, was a lot of fun for me and you also might just die yeah you also might die too and (laughs) dying is half the fun in this game too
2: yeah and it did it did feel like when you used one of those items or used something that you found usually I won't say always there were definitely outliers but usually it was it made enough contextual sense that like it was like you figured it out and not like you just tried something and it worked you know, it felt like you were like, oh, this makes sense because of the, the plot so far or because of what I know about these items. Granted, there were some times where it was like, oh, I just try this and it works because I couldn't think of anything else. But, like, I was just impressed that they, that, that they made it work that way.
0: At number five, a game we just recorded last week. It's already up here as the fifth best game of 1989. That is Willow. And does anyone know how the Disney Plus show is doing?
1: I don't. No idea. I'm only joking because <laughs> so
0: we had we no idea exist. it existed, right? <laughs> Joe, I figured uh, you'd be all over that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I love the game. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm sold on watching a show about the it. Will over? the Willowverse. Watch the
1: movie. I don't know. Like, I'm yeah, not gonna. The, mo-
2: the movie. I mean, based on the trailer, it looks like it was maybe like a cult classic, and maybe maybe I missed the boat on that. Maybe it doesn't hold up today. But you know, we'll see. Maybe one day I'll give it a try. But yeah, Willow, I mean, one of my favorite games we've played so far on the system. I mean, I think that it's it this is the kind of genre that I love, we all know, but this game feels like it did it in the cleanest, most like accessible and working way. I don't feel like I needed to use a guide at all in this, whereas a lot of other games that are doing this genre, unfortunately I do feel like sometimes there's just something that I never would have figured that out without looking it up. And I think that this game got that formula down and it just got this balance thing down. And and I I, I don't have enough good things to say about Willow.
1: Yeah, I think Willow had, um, while it's not Nintendo hard, which I don't think is a compliment or a derogatory thing, um, it, it was creative enough in its challenges that it didn't, like once you learned what it was challenging you on it didn't have to be hard it was just creative and the the fact that you know because it's fresh in my head i can say something as uh as pinpoint as like the magic system or something like that like it just felt like everything had its place i love that john yeah i i think we we kind of came to this
0: conclusion last week, but uh, despite being a very simple game, it's a fun, simple game. And sometimes that's all you need, right? Especially with these older games. They just have to be fun.
1: Exactly.
0: At number four with 17 points, uh-oh, this is not an essential game. It's DuckTales.
1: Well, well, are we, well. Are
0: we feeling some remorse around here? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say yeah, go on, ahead, John. please. John. please. I
1: will say that the majority maybe not the majority, a plurality of these points came from my number one vote. Because this is my favorite game of the year. Um I don't know where the rest of them came. I don't know where they are on Mike's or Joe's list, but this was like this was a game. Like, I don't know how this isn't an essential game, guys.
2: I have things that I will say about Ducktales later in this episode, <laughs> but for now, I'll say that I have. Um, it was not on my essential list. Another one that I feel like maybe there was one one on my list that I could have maybe replaced with Ducktales, but it was not on my essential list because I didn't love it as much as as everyone else. But I will say that I have come around more, at least, on Ducktales than I did during the episode on a replay. Okay, well, but I'll I'll talk a little more about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's interesting that you note that, Sean, about, like, where the points came from. Because, yes, you did um, put this as your number one. Uh, I put this as my number, uh, I think that's, yeah, number four. And Joe did not have this on his list. So that's where all the points come from. However, uh, it, it, this isn't, like, the only game that we've had so far where all three of us voted for it to be on is Shadowgate. So that's how complex uh the voting is That's this year. Wild. That only Shadowgate is uh is unanimous, unanimous between the three of us. That's crazy. At number three, with twenty points, Mega Man two, the sequel to an essential game and an essential game itself.
1: Well, this was also unanimous, wasn't it?
0: Yes. Of going forward, <laughs> yeah. The the next the <laughs> next three games are all yeah. I just meant like up until that point. <laughs> so far. Yeah. Um because DuckTales I mean, you can't also. Really-
1: yeah, you can't really argue against a Mega Man 2. I I
0: would I would find it very hard. I think Mega Man 2 uh in some regards also figured out the difficulty of Mega Man 1 uh and made it I don't know if it, I can't remember now exactly if it was just more friendly with HP or if they actually uh dumbed down the enemies a little bit, but I have a better time uh a better go through of things, you know, like I can get further in Mega Man 2 than I can in Mega Man 1. And for that alone, like, the enjoyment of being Mega Man is emphasized more in the second iteration.
2: Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's no, there's no question that this belongs here, or, in my opinion, maybe even at number two, if I'm guessing what two and one tie are, but I don't know. So, but uh, I like where it is.
0: Well, Joe, before we get to our uh, tie, For first place, where we will have to pick uh, live, we'll have to debate it, or as Sean says, argue. Uh, I just thought I'd put on some honorable mentions that didn't make Mm -hmm. uh, the cut. These are the games that we voted for but did not get a place, and that is Essential Game, Adventures of Lolo, uh, To the Earth, Air Fortress, Battle of Olympus, Super Dodgeball, Marble Madness, Tetris, and Cobra Triangle. Notably absent is Essential Game Baseball Stars. Uh, (laughs) Nowhere to be found on anyone's top 10. Makes you question a little bit uh, if it's going to last, but we'll get into that later. Um, Instead, now it's time to talk about our two-way tie with both at 23 points. It is Fazanadu and Ninja Gaiden. That is a tough argument to have uh, over which one is better. I would throw out there... That if it came down to tie breakers on um on like placements of things that me and Sean both put Ninja Gaiden ahead of Fazanadu, but each only by two places.
1: That's true. Now Joe I'll has
0: s- Fazanadu as his number two, but Ninja Gaiden all the way back at five.
1: Yeah, I think I had Ninja
2: Gaiden at six actually. Oh, sorry, six. Yeah, I,
0: I flipped the um, points because to to score them. Oh, so, right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um. But uh but yeah, I mean I I first of all, I would totally respect the method of uh using that tiebreaker. I mean I think that's totally fair. Personally, yes, I put Faxanadu above Ninja Gaiden. Although I mean I played Ninja Gaiden last night actually. I've been playing these games all week to like to refresh myself. And like I forgot how much I love Ninja Gaiden. Um but I do think that I mean, again, I think a lot of it comes down to genre preference, which I mean <laughs> I don't know how many times I've said it on the podcast, even on this episode, how much I love, like, the genre of, like, this, like, adventure game RPG-ish thing like do. Um So, like, I think that that factors into it a lot. I also just think that um, Ninja Gaiden isn't without some, like, sticky controls, at least for, like, some of the jumping into it. Like, whatever. Like, this is me nitpicking, nitpicking, because playing last night with a couple of friends, we were all just, like, having such a blast playing Ninja Gaiden, so... I would vote Faxanadu, but totally uh respect the the numbers if they go a different way.
1: yeah, I'm gonna be a part of those numbers. I think that just the variety of action and then plus this like super like cinematic story that's happening alongside this goofy action that you're doing, I think that ninja gaiden is 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 like a head above a lot of what we've played this year
0: i think ninja is the best story on the nas so far like that's how good a, a, that cinematic and that like adventure is and stuff like that so uh i totally agree joe that fazanadu is is definitely the top game in that uh in that action uh adventure Absolutely. rpg genre no no questions it gets it barely gets anything wrong i just think ninja Ga- ninja gaiden does like um uh was it? It, it it's a very it's a much more exciting fast paced game than fazanadu like uh ninja gaiden is more of a in the moment kind of fun and you can just if you die you just start back at the beginning and it's fine fazanadu is more like a, a a slow burn there you have it all right uh so there it looks like at number two is fazanadu and at number one ninja gaiden i'm putting it in the list now uh, and this list will be available on uh, the NostalgiaCast website. Remember, that's www.nostalgiacast.com. <laughs> you can see it in the Best of 1989 tab, right next to the Best of 1988 and the Best of 1987 and so on and so forth. Uh, just a refresher, Best of 1989, the number one game was Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, I said 88, right? You. You may have. I, I may have, yeah. Number. You said nine. I Damn it. Okay. The best <laughs> of, <laughs> hey, on video game Donkey, every year, Super Mario Brothers 2 is the <laughs> That's best true. game. So, That's true. Uh, You're always right. Yeah, 1988 was Super Mario Brothers 2, 1987 was The Legend of Zelda, no surprises, 1986 was Gradius, and 1985 was Super Mario Brothers. Of those, you know, I'm not asking anybody, we're not going to do any math or anything, but of those, which is the best? Uh, of the best ofs. You have Ninja Gaiden, you have Super Mario Bros. 2, Super Mario Bros. 1, The Legend of Zelda, and Gradius. Which one are you picking? Just off the top of your head, no one's going to hold you to it, which one are you picking is the best NES game?
2: That's right. really that's really tough, but I think, I mean, it could go, for me it could go Super Mario Bros. 2 or Zelda, but I think i go Zelda.
1: I think I'd go Super Mario Brothers, but... I also, uh, my opinion changes with the wind.
0: Yes, yeah. I think I go Zelda, but I also then look at, like, man, 1987 was stacked. Can we talk about this for a second? Like, I know we probably did a whole episode on it, but (laughs) Zelda, Punch-Out, Castlevania, Mega Man, Metroid, like, wow, those are amazing games. Why isn't Castlevania in there? I know, Castlevania is my number one, but... (laughs) Actually, I don't know, what are maybe, doing? maybe Ninja what was Gaiden the is my number one. What was the best
2: 86? Uh, Gradius. Interesting.
0: 86 was a bit of a lull year. Um, <laughs> yeah, very uh, interesting. Gradius, Mock Rider, Balloon Fight, Ghost and Goblins, Donkey Kong. That was like a weird year where they were mostly yeah. just like still working on the 85, like selling those black box games yeah. and just releasing a few more.
1: Nintendo was still trying to lead the way, releasing a bunch of games, and now they're finally where they can just like, you know, Let go of the leash a bit.
0: But we're not going to let go of the leash, Sean. We're going to hold it tight (laughs) over the Essential Games list votes because now we know what the best game of 1989 is and we have discussed a little bit what the uh, best game of the system could be. But we have to review all of our Essential Games because it seems like we might have a few things to talk about. Uh, We do. The easiest way to work through this system is we're going to start with duck hunt because that is the first game on the list that was put on the essential games list We're just going to work our way down and um and then we'll get to like the adding games after we've gone through all the already essential games i think just to make this easy uh i will say the game then uh joe you can either say um Objection or pass, I guess, right? We never mm-hmm. talked about this. I like that. Pass yeah. makes sense, yeah. And then, Sean, you the same, and then I'll go last. Pass. Let's kick things off with Duck Hunt. Pass. 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 Super Mario Brothers. Pass. 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 Balloon Fight. Pass. 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 Gradius.
2: Objection. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So I kind of was, you know, I'm not sure how the how the reception is going to be of this, but I played Gradius again this week for the first time in a long time, and uh, I don't know, I'm getting a feeling that uh, we were a little blinded, I think, in 1986, Six. 1986, which is the year we just talked about, having like not the, the highest uh, group of games, so I'm mean, going to guess this was a, a high point, but... Man, does this game require a lot, a lot of, like, almost memorization. I mean, there are points where the the enemies slash, like, projectiles or, or objects to avoid on screen is so dense that, like, I can't even imagine getting around them without practicing, like, that specific moment forever. Like, and that's a thing. People like that, but I think that's a niche thing. I think you have to be specifically in love with this game to get that far with it. And keep it in it mind there's no like,
0: way to like practice that. You die right, and then that's you have to it. Get to it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it still feels like it's designed to take your quarters. And I and I just feel like since then shmups have like completely grown in their ability to to balance this kind of thing. I mean, there are there's a point at the end of the game where you get to the end of the game and then like a door closes re- really fast that you don't know is coming unless you know it's coming already. And if and if that door closes, it's game over. <laughs> like, I think the power-ups in this game are really cool, but I just think it's, like, unbalanced in the sense that you die once, and it's almost a game over because you've just lost all this power you've gained. And, it, I mean, you know, maybe that's part of the challenge, but for me, I think that, I mean, Life Force does this a million times better. Okay,
0: so look, I play Gradius a lot, like, more than most NES games that I played now even for the show like i re- I revisit this game a lot but i also play this game on a lot of other platforms i just recently played it on uh turbo Graphic 16 because it has like an additional stage and apparently like the performance was a little better it even gives you some additional options um so that you have like other you know how like the options is not like options to choose from but you select the option to have another ship like fight alongside you so i was like all right cool i'll i'll check this out I really enjoyed that version and if I'm sticking to my own like way of how the essential games list like works in my head like technically yeah there are better versions than Gradius than the NES one so I should consider uh that alone uh in my own like list of recommendations for why this might uh come off but um Sean any uh anything to
1: say No I don't think there's been anything even in the comparison of games we played recently, like, we have played a lot of shmups that have just sort of blended into the wallpaper, and I will say that outright in these episodes. Like, I'm pretty sure within the, t- the first ten minutes of a lot of shmup episodes, I will say that this is a boilerplate shmup, yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah, they got some power-ups. I still think that this game stands on its own so i don't know if i can take it off joe here's the thing like
0: gradius is one of those games where like yeah it's like really hard and it's kind of frustrating when you die because you most likely won't be able to rebuild your ship in time to like survive the later stages but i don't mind like dying in this game like i don't mind starting over it's kind of fun to just like remember like you know like in the moment like okay i got like 15 minutes in and now I have to replay that first fifteen minutes. But now I remember, at least for that playthrough, I remember like what I just went through. And now I'm gonna try to do it better this time. Like, yeah, it takes fifteen minutes to get back to that point, but I kind of like it because it is so fast, and because I can choose to load out differently. Uh, that player agency—that's what we talked about so much in uh, that episode. And yes, Life Force does do that too. But I feel like, you know, Gradius uh, is providing enough uh, joy. In such big bursts, uh, that I don't mind. You know, like when you don't mind dying, that says a lot about these older games.
2: Yeah, and and I understand that perspective of like, well, one of like not minding that challenge, uh, in games like this, and two of you know just because another game improved on something doesn't mean that this game, uh, isn't good yeah, enough. Yeah, there's to room be for both games
1: on this but, list.
2: But what I'll say is that I I I don't think that Gradius fills that for me. I played it again and. I'm just going to say it wasn't fun. I did not have fun. It was It was like even the challenge didn't feel like a challenge, like a good video game challenge. It didn't feel like a well-designed – Uh, the gameplay didn't feel – the game design, rather, didn't feel well-designed. It just felt like they were just throwing a bunch of stuff at you. And you had to figure it out. It didn't feel intentional. No. So that's what it was. I refuse. And I, and I wa- I, (laughs) absolutely. And I played with, I played with two other people and they were both like, why do you, why do you guys have this on the essential games list? And I was like, yeah, I'm really not liking it either. It was just like, it was just like, it was just a mess of stuff. And I know Gradius is a very popular game and I'll probably be in the vast minority of this, but I just felt that this was not, um, not up to the standard of other shmups that we've considered good. Um, you know, I get that, like I'm totally outnumbered here, so that's fine. But I, I really, uh, it feels weird that we ever voted this on the Essential Games list now after playing it.
1: Uh okay. You you are you are entitled to that. I I think you might actually be separating yourself from that moment a little bit too much. I understand that your opinion can change, but I don't think you remember how how evolutionary it was at the moment. I understand that well, it's not so much now.
2: Sure, but that's but that's what to me that I mean at this point that's what the essential games list is. At the time, I was like, "Wow, an NES game is doing this." I was really impressed. But I'm like, "Okay, well, NES games can do a lot more than this." For me, I, I'm looking at it through the lens of, "Do I want to play this today?" And I don't. <laughs> like, I get I that. don't. I will pick anything else over this. Wow.
0: Well, you don't like shmups.
2: I don't like shmups. I mean, that's true too. But there are shmups that have that have swayed me that I'm like okay this feels like well designed this feels you know bad design might be a uh, a little bit of a of a hot take preference thing for me but just for me it just didn't feel like there was anything that like i was learning to get better it felt like a lot of things there are games and there are there there's other games that i'll probably talk about later too there are games where there are moments where I, where after I die, I think, what could I have done? Is there even a way I could have gotten out of that? Now, I, it makes me sound like I'm bad at video games because I know I could just go on like a YouTube video and find someone who no-hit playthroughs like this whole game. I'm also but, bad at video
1: games.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. But it's, um, I don't know, it just felt like, it, it felt like a, a lot more of a mess than I remembered it.
0: Joe, you're not alone. Somebody did recently write into us who's trying to catch up with the show, and uh, they said that they're up to 1987 right now, somewhere. Maybe the best of episode, and they said y'all are way too hyped on Gradius. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but I- I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna remain that person for a little bit longer. I do agree there are even better versions of Gradius, which sounds crazy to say that I'm gonna keep it on the essential games list, given that that kind of does go against my philosophy we don't know but, but but i think that
2: that logic is totally sound
0: no no i, I, I don't just, know it's just
2: our difference in opinion of what the game is but like i think if you if you have a game that's good and then you find a game that's better but you still think that first one's really good and it's still worth a play for me keep it on i just don't think that Gradius was it that. for me. yeah well i think gradius is is worth is worth playing i still for think that it and, yeah if and it's
1: I, if it's both criteria of that
2: i remembered uh the love for gradius and i figured this would be the outcome but I had to say my piece.
0: All right. It remains, but it was a good fight, Joe. <laughs> and that's, that's what it is. At the end of the day, no hard feelings. You'd shoot your shot, right? What did uh, Michael yes. Scott say? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gretzky. Michael
2: Scott said that Wayne Gretzky yes. said
0: that. Um, okay. Up next on the list. Castlevania.
1: Pass.
0: Pass. Pass. Kid Icarus. Objection. Uh,
1: yeah. Objection. Uh, okay. Good. Wow. At least I'm not alone this time. <laughs> a double objection. <laughs> Um, I
0: like that Sean had to jump in, though, too. He was like, I want to make sure it's known that I am also objecting.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sean, Well, I, mean, Sean, I was supposed I to I go mean, first, and he just which, sort oh, of jumped you? in front of me.
2: You were supposed to go first? No, I mean, that was right. me, you're, you, you're Sean. To go, you know, but, like, uh, I was talked going so to long say...
1: about Gradius, I forgot the order.
2: I also said me, you, Sean, as if you're Mike. But, uh, I'm anyway. Mike and Sean. Um... But uh, I was going to say, no, I might might not say this anyways, but I was going to say, Sean, since I went on my last one, since you won't get a chance to go first, would you like to say your piece first?
1: No, I think you're going to be a lot more uh, cogent about this than I would be. (laughs) I just remember not liking this game and, like, not being on the side of it being on the Essential Games list, so I'm just more so picking teams.
2: Well, here's the interesting thing. I I also was re-listening to our Best of 88. And I, and I remember having this thought last year of let's take off Kid Icarus, and then I played it, and I was like, no, actually, it's way better than I remember. And now I'm playing it, and I'm like, well, what am I talking about? <laughs> it's, it's not better than I remember. It's okay. I mean, it's good. It's still, it's still at the time. I understand why it impressed me, but I think it's another instance of, like, it, it hasn't aged well as far as, like, what we know we can expect on the NES now. I think that the enemy enemy placement... The, the way that you, you gather items where you got to get this money and everything's really expensive to get these items, you, you, the, the attacking feels a little, you know, it's very short-range at first, and it's very it, it, it doesn't feel, like, super smooth. The limitations on going backwards, where if you, I mean, at least in the first, the, the vertical stage, which is a significant portion of the game, and then there's another vertical stage later, uh, if you go, you can't go backwards because you'll die. If you just go back to where you came from at all because it's a fall, Thing. Even if you go, even if you're like an inch away from the last platform, if it's off screen, it, it becomes uh, it becomes fall damage death. Um and it felt like there were just a lot of unfair moments. Uh similar to what I was talking about with Gradius, but more so, I think, where I was like, how could I have even gotten out of this? There are those things, I don't know if you remember, there are those like things that if they see you, they summon like eight little versions of themselves that just fly all around the oh, screen. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like, you know. It feels like enemy placement it does seem like it was it, it was placed deliberately but it doesn't feel like it was placed well in a way that it's like good level design like a Mario game. In a Mario game, it could be really really hard but I can always see like this is what I'm supposed to do if I can if I can get this skill down. Here sometimes I'm just like uh I just got cornered. Like I'm sure there's ways out of it if you're better at video games than me, but um I I think that uh I think that looking at the rest of the Essential Games list and looking at Kid Icarus, I see quite a difference.
1: Yeah, I I know that there are a lot of uh not so agreeable positions between the three of us on the Essential Games list. Um I just know and like I am sort of refreshing my memory on Kid Icarus. I just know that like I didn't really have a lot of fun with this game and I was always kind of I always had headed out for this game. And it was between yeah that like the progression was weird. I wasn't entirely in love with the combat. Um I'm just going to back you. I'm going to I'm going to do one of those. So like Mike, like if you have a if you have a defense, like I'll I'll hear you out though. Oh, but, John, you
0: forget the rules of the essential games list. (laughs) You don't need a defense. You just need to hold your vote. You just need to hold your ground. However, I'm going to do something very surprising, and I'm going to say that um, in a way that uh, these two games are not very similar, but they just come to mind. Uh, Kid Icarus is in the, like, Battle of Olympus area of NES games when I really look at it at face value. Uh, Not that they're really the same game, although they do share some similarities in the Uh, combat and yeah thematic for sure yeah but just like the types of combat and you know some cool items and stuff like that uh battle of olympus wasn't really like all in it had some cool ideas but it wasn't like one of the greats and uh i I could look at kid icarus and say yeah about the same i think the first level is pretty strong then it deviates for a while and then it does that weird thing at the end with that shmup level um so it had like it had some neat ideas but i would agree that yeah it's probably not like A one hundred percent good game, like throughout. So, yeah, let's remove it. Wow, there it is. First, is that
1: the first strike? That is the the history of the show.
0: No, no, we got rid of like Excite Bike like right away. Oh (laughs)
1: yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I probably voted for that too. Yeah, Yeah. okay.
0: (laughs) Excite Bike was removed in the best of nineteen eighty five. Slalom was removed in the best of eighty seven, and Stinger was removed in the best of eighty eight. So, something always gets removed, actually. We're just now being predictable.
1: Yeah. Something us. always gets removed. That's
0: me. Uh, okay. Up next Metroid.
1: Pass. Pass. Objection. Okay. Let's talk about it.
0: Look, I'm not, I, I think I've made this argument last year, too. I am not attacking the Metroid franchise <laughs> or the idea of like, the coolness of this game like this this game has some cool factor going for it just like mock rider has a lot of cool factor going for it the kind of game that like you remember after you're done with it but in terms of like actual gameplay let's not forget that it's impossible to really like figure out where the hell you are because everything looks the same and there's so much backtracking in this game that like we would totally kill games like fazanadu if they made you backtrack as as much as they already do, then forget that, like, yeah, you're just going to, like, go to the edge of this area, go to, like, you know, the the dead end, and then once you get there, it's like, cool, you got that one item, and now go all the way back to where you, like, started the game and find that, like, one new breakable thing to go to the other side of the game. It's like, that's not the exploration that Metroid is known for. So I'm not saying that this isn't, like, an amazing start for the franchise and that it's still pretty interesting in terms of, like, a space sci-fi NES game, but I think the actual gameplay is kinda weak and and you know, we're always complaining about feeling lost, and I feel like no game makes you feel more lost uh than Metroid. Uh to its to its benefit and to its weakness.
1: Okay, I I do hear you, and I understand. Like, I remember when we first talked about this game and we voted essential and you did not, you kinda are like, you just wait, you're gonna think about it and you're gonna regret it. And I understand that. I understand where you're coming from. But, like, that whole idea of, like, yeah, you're gonna feel lost. I don't mind that. As long as there's, like, an atmosphere about feeling lost. And I, you know, I'll bring up this goddamn uh, th- this series over and over until I can't anymore. And But, like, I don't know how many times I played Bloodborne and I felt super overwhelmed i felt completely lost and i felt like this is just a game that is designed to destroy me and to not have fun um but i was just it felt like a like a real thing and it felt like there was something behind it and i remember playing through metroid like there is still like a lore to this world and it still feels like a world and not so much just levels and yes sometimes you get lost and things feel the same and they look the same but if if I'm going to compare a game like Metroid to any other adventure game that we didn't feel so high on it's because there's a better sense of place and I know that it's kind of hard to say that for an NES game um that's mostly just you know very simple textures and yada yada, but I thought that Metroid, as with faults and all, it felt like there was more to it than the sum of its parts. So I want to keep it on.
2: I'm, I feel a little lucked lucked out here because I I, I get to sort of cop out because of Sean's keeping it on, uh, it doesn't really matter what I say. But no, I'll you can keep all,
1: it. You can take it off if you want. <laughs>
2: no, I can't though because it's got to be unanimous. Unanimous, You're right. yeah. I forgot um, about that. But that's fine because I, I mean, I'm, I'm leaning. I, I would still, right now, keep it on. I'll say I didn't do my due diligence with this one like I did with a lot of other ones and and play it this week. Um, but I, I still remember how I felt after playing it the first time, and I agree. If I get lost in a game that I don't feel like I'm supposed to have gotten like super super lost in, that's frustrating. This game felt like. The goal was to get unlost, <laughs> you know. Like, so I felt like the backtrack didn't bother me at the time. Maybe if I replayed it, I'd have different thoughts. But like, I, I loved the atmosphere. I don't remember having issues with the way the game played. So like, right now, yeah, my 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 like official vote is keep it on. But but yeah, I mean, I bring it up next year. I'll play it next year. But like, I I, I think I if I if I'm if it's not crazy different than what I remembered, like Gradius was for me, I think I would still vote to keep it on.
0: Kid Icarus has better combat than Metroid.
2: Up next, interesting,
0: The Legend of <laughs> Zelda. Pass. 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 That's an obvious one, please. Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out.
1: Pass.
0: pass. 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 Mega Man. Pass. Pass. I'll pass. Contra.
1: Pass. Pass.
0: Pass. Double Dragon.
1: Objection. Hmm. Mm. I know it's
2: getting, like, a little weird here, because, like, this one... This one I, I liked a lot more than I liked Gradius. So, like, I'm, I just want to... I guess I just want to open this up for discussion. When I replayed it, I was like, this is good. It's not, like, as amazing as I remember it being. There's a lot of, like, just hit this guy a million times <laughs> and, like, kind of, like, damage boost your way to, like, killing this person. It, it does control well. Uh, in my head, I remember the whole twist, uh, and spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know the twist of Double Dragon, of the fact that when you play multiplayer... You end up having to fight your partner. That was so much more powerful to me because in my memory, you played together, like like TMNT. You don't play together; you just alternate. So, like, it feels so much less powerful to me. But like, th- that's not you know, that's just a small thing. It just felt it just felt a little lackluster, um, from what I remember. I don't think you play Great together game. in TMNT, and in, not in the one that we played. Right? Okay, in, okay, the, the okay I gotcha. Ones. I gotcha. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Joe, I hear you 100%. Um I'm not ready to take this one off, so I'll end the discussion there, but uh it is mostly just because of how tightly it controlled and the atmosphere it built. I I, I think it as as like a one of the few beat 'em up games we have, it pretty much nailed everything that I know about beat 'em ups even today. So I think that's just what made me like be like, yeah, it's an essential game.
1: Yeah, I'm going to echo Mike on this and say that like this is the this is the patient zero of beat-em-ups, and it just feels so goddamn satisfying to take down a guy that you could change anything else about this game, and that would still be a fact. So I also Fair.
0: say that. Up next, uh, Life Force. Nah. Uh, pass. Pass. Spy versus Spy.
2: Pass. 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 Nope. Okay. I, I there's no shot. I, I know you said that you'd be good with that one,
0: but well, there's just no, there's just no shot. I'm not gonna waste my yeah, time talking fair, to you people. Fair, I fair. can't talk sense to you people about these games, so they're on forever.
2: Well, oh. you said in 1988
0: <laughs> <laughs> that I was gonna revisit it.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> well, he, he's I, choosing. Oh, yeah, I think you did say that actually, yeah. but I was just kidding. Yeah. yeah. He's I, choosing when he'll pounce. It might yes. be this year, this next year, the <laughs> year after. Uh, next
0: on the list, Super Mario Brothers 2.
1: Pass. Nah.
0: Pass. Blaster Master. Pass. No. Pass. Bionic Commando.
2: Another one I just want to open up for discussion. Ooh. I don't know, actually, if I want to vote this one off. But I'll say that I played this one again. And the, uh, first of all, the, the, the claw, the, the grappling hook combat, or whatever, the grappling hook mechanic, so fun. I mean really a lot of it is just so fun. I had a blast playing it. But like uh, it left a lot to be desired. Like I feel like part of me wonders if I if I'm like infatuated by this by this um grappling hook uh mechanic whereas where like there's there's some things to be desired about the actual like shooting and like combat of it. Whereas like part of me wishes and maybe this is you know it doesn't have to be this good, but part of me wishes that it was like that grappling hook mechanic with like contras. I was just about to say the, the same thing. The That's
0: so crazy. I was yeah. just about to say that. I'll be honest. Bionic Commando's a one trick pony. I'll take it off if you want, Joe.
2: I, it, Sean, if you're on board, like it's, it's weird because I think this is such a play it, but I do feel like it is lacking a little something to be like, yeah, play through this whole game. Like it's so fun. I want them to. I want there to be a Bionic Bionic Commando two, and maybe there. No, is, there, maybe there's
0: no. a sequel where they reveal that the grappling hook is his wife. It's the spirit of his
1: dead wife. No, no, no. Okay, hold on. If that is the case, I'm going to take this game off, but I'm not going to believe you and I'm not going to look at any kind of... any media that confirms that. It's the, it's 100% the truth. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Emily Spencer is a
0: minor character from the Bionic Commando series of action games, specifically the 2009 game. She is the wife of Nathan Spencer. Emily left him somewhere between the time where he became a Bionics user and before he defeated Master D. They married as soon as they met, but Nathan signed up for the army and soon left Emily. It was years after Spencer and other Bionic users got betrayed that he learned the truth. Nathan was tricked into service by Super Joe, who had information on Emily's disappearance. Later, Spencer found out that Emily had been with him the whole time. In order to achieve an operational status, people close to the Bionics user must undergo an unexplained process where they become an actual part of the Bionic.
1: <laughs> it's bullshit. I'm not listening That's to you. I, no, 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 hold on. Here's my actual reasoning. I I know what it feels like to want more out of a game. And I know that like, some of my favorite games I wanted more out of, whether it was one... Uh, aspect of the story or if it was going to be an actual stop.
0: <laughs> I just sent right. a picture of Super Joe to everybody
1: uh, <laughs> in the chat. Whether it was an aspect of the story or a game mechanic that you wanted expanded upon, like, I know what that feels like. Some of my favorite games I wanted to expand just this one little corner. I'm not ready to let go, just because a part of it could be better it is still good as it is no
0: the part of it that could be better is the game
1: is the rest yeah, of the, the game like
0: the,
2: the,
0: but
1: okay I, I don't know
2: it's it, I'm, a, I'm so torn on this one because i do like it is the rest of the game but, like the, the rest of the game still is not not fun but i i did find myself getting frustrated a lot with like why can't i shoot up all right like or why can't i shoot diagonally why can't i
1: run I right, get like, rid of faster
2: it. than this like no, no, I'm look. I'm no, no, saying. no, Joe, I, Joe, he said. I want
1: to it. make my case. He said it. Joe, he's going right. take it back. Get rid of it. I don't here's, care. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. <laughs> I don't
0: like this. Gets, I don't like this. Get, we get rid of it today. We get rid of it today, and maybe in the best of 1990, we all like unanimously this. put it back on. <laughs>
2: This feels too hostile. Hostile, but I, I look, I'll get rid of it. Sean, you have but... to like you
0: know when you hit delete on the file, you have to then confirm the deletion. So can I'm you... confirming
1: yeah. deletion. <laughs> I am Here's, saying I'm I've... sorry, mommy. Let's delete.
2: I want the record to show that I said I wanted to bring this up for discussion to see what you guys thought, and you both said get rid of it. Yes, <laughs> and then I said okay. So that's how it happened. There you well, go. Well, no, there no, you no.
1: Go. You can't change the words that came out of my mouth.
2: Those are the exact literal words that came out of your mouth.
1: I did say that, but there was a different <laughs> like feel to it, so that's on good okay. standby.
2: You also said I'm sorry,
0: mommy.
1: <laughs> I did say I'm sorry, mommy. Okay. Don't step on
0: me. Next on the list: Techmobile
1: Pass. Pass.
0: Pass. Ninja Gaiden. Pass. 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 Adventures of Lolo. Pass. 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 The Guardian Legend. Pass. 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 Operation Wolf.
1: Pass. Uh, pass. Objection. Oh, thank God.
0: <laughs> Sean, don't <laughs> hesitate like that. Just, you're supposed to be honest with yourself. No, no, no.
1: You said literally ten minutes ago that you wouldn't be able to talk our dumb heads at a spy versus spy. <laughs> so I thought the same about Operation Wolf.
0: Here's the thing about Operation Wolf. It's actually it's a fine zapper game. Just not sure what place Zapper Games have for me on the essential games list. Really, that's exactly uh, you know? how I feel. Uh, you know, it's fun. I don't know if it's like fun for everyone. It's fun for people who like Zapper Games.
2: Um, I I will say that I don't. I agree. I don't. I. I the reason I pass is to be honest, because I barely remember Operation Wolf. So, oh. <laughs> I'm cool with it going off. I think that there are better Zapper games.
1: Well, I I remember liking the game. I remember thinking that it was a grand... It was a grand Zapper game. Yeah, no, and it, it's
0: got some cool, like... It's both story components, but also, like, use of the controller and the Zapper. Like, I, I, I like a lot of what the game does. I just... Especially with the kind of reflexes you need. Like, you have to be good at Zapper games to have any fun with this one. Kind of going back to, like, Joe's point with Gradius, like, you do need to be good at shmups to have fun with gradius maybe uh with operation <laughs> wolf you definitely need to have fast reflexes to have any fun playing that game with gradius maybe with some time you can get better uh with operation wolf if you, if you can't shoot that gun you're not gonna have a good time if you can't shoot that yeah, gun, I guess. Fast.
1: I, I guess the only thing that i'm gonna say is i guess i'm a controller purist when it comes to these games, like, it, I mean, if, if we were doing like an Xbox 360 thing, I wouldn't be putting any Kinect games on it. Um, so, I also don't remember voting for Operation Wolf, so I think I'm also just like sticking to my guns here. So, uh, I'm also voting it off if possible. I will not stand in the way. All right, so Operation
0: Wolf is off as well. Up next, Mega Man 2.
1: Pass. No. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear Jordan. a pass from Joe. Yeah. Oh,
2: I said pass. So oh, know. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. And uh, I will pass as well, obviously. I love Mega Man too. Baseball stars.
2: I'm passing on these sports games because I, I feel like I'm not the I'm not the guy that like has a strong opinion on any of these sports games. Alright, so, so. Pass. Yeah.
1: So I'm, I definitely voted for this game under the Essential Games list and the fact that I couldn't remember it just tells me something about it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna object for my own vote.
0: Okay. Uh, here's the thing, jo- Joe. You, you, uh, you did play it, or you don't remember it that much?
2: I mean, of course, I played it. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying like, <laughs> like recently. <laughs> no, I didn't play it recently, but I, I do vaguely remember it. I just am like, I for for both. I don't. I I think I did vote one of these. I think it voted. Tech Mobile, maybe, but like Joe,
1: I think you voted for this game. We're talking. Maybe about. Right I maybe I did. Maybe I did. But like,
2: the more I think about, it, the more I'm like, I feel like my opinion on these games, for the most part, is like I really don't care about sports games. It's just told they're just totally not made for me. So like, I'm down to take it well, off. Here, yeah, here's but-
1: why we voted for it, and it was because it actually had like not a world behind it, but it had context. Like you were signing players, you were playing in a league. There were other teams that had their own strengths and weaknesses, and it wasn't based off of the MLB or anything. It was just like, you got to create your own sports story. And I still stand behind that as a worthwhile endeavor. Like, I will still play NBA 2K, whatever the hell, because it's the only game these days that treats sports as something that you can create a story out of. And the only thing that's wrong with this game is that the, the gameplay itself isn't anything to write home about. And I was blinded by this kind of secondary idea of the franchise mode being birthed.
0: Yeah, there's so much you can do with between the players and and the teams and the league, and you could just run simulations. I like loved you can, it. Yeah, it's very I very it. every co- moment of it. It's very very cool look I'm the guy who didn't vote for baseball stars on the essential games list and I'm kind of considering holding it the one thing that makes me say yeah we probably should get rid of it is that it wasn't even on our top 10 list yeah and not even just the one that was con- uh, you know like a congregation of all of our lists but just the any of them nobody even thought about this game we thought no, about a
1: single point yeah
0: so I-, I think like for that reason alone it's gonna kind of have to earn its way back on because we forgot about it so it's like we voted it on when we played it now we haven't thought about it for a while, and it's, like, out of our core memories, so I think it comes off. And then if we wind up playing it again and it blows our minds, then we put it back on.
1: I I kind of agree. Again, this is, like, one of those games that, like, I nerd out about, we all nerd out about, where it's just, like, a game that, like, oh, finally this idea, but maybe the game itself wasn't what we thought it was. So I'm I'm all for getting rid of it right now. Joe,
0: you just have to say whether you want it on or off.
1: Take it off.
2: All
0: right, it's off. Wow, we got four so far.
2: I know.
1: This is a this big is year. This is culling.
0: <laughs> Up next, Fazanadu.
1: Pass. Pass.
0: Pass. Archon. Pass. 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 Shadowgate. Pass. 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 Willow. Pass. 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 I mean, we, it's, this is just last week. <laughs> be really funny. I've had a change of heart. I've had a bad week. Uh, okay, so we went through the list and we took off Kid Icarus, Bionic Commando, Operation Wolf, and Baseball Stars, mostly for some really weird reasons like the fact that Bionic Commando's arm was his wife. <laughs> uh, but don't let that distract you because now we're going to try and add some games. We are going to look um, at first some games that our Patreon fans at patreon.com slash nostalgia suggested to us that we should take a second look at for the essential games list and i know what you're thinking don't worry they didn't pay for the votes themselves pay to they can't, play this yeah they can't bu- they can't buy us yet but they can <laughs> buy our time so they bought the uh the rights to have us relook at these games
1: like a stripper
0: yes but that doesn't mean that we're going to uh vote <laughs> them on we're going to open up that tier eventually at one thousand dollars a month if you really want to change the essential games list by all means me go first. for it
1: you can buy my votes directly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Sean will send his Venmo cash app and uh, <laughs> Apple Pay in a minute. But the Patreon fan games will go just in the order that they were suggested. And the first one, the one everybody's waiting for, uh, whether you're a Patreon fan or not, and that is The Legend of Zelda Two, The Adventure of Link.
1: Take it away, one of you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to talk about this one and decide whether it's going on the Essential Games or not? Why don't you, you know what, if you want Look. it on, just say yes.
2: <laughs> Look, I know that, that I'm know that i not going to get anywhere with this. I know. At least I think. I hope I'm wrong. But, you know, I, I mentioned Zelda 2 last year, and we had actually the same situation where it had just gone on to the Essential Games list the week before. So it was very hard for anyone to reconsider. I know that there was talk about reconsidering. I don't think that some of the games that we played this year that... um. That have like really high quality that are similar to Zelda 2 have like helped its case. But I will say that I, I have a small case here. Um where I think that regardless, like yes, I know that we talked a little bit about Faxanadu being like doing what Zelda 2 does better. But I think there's a lot Zelda 2 does that a lot of games still don't do. Like, I mean, first of all, it's a it's a proper RPG, not that there aren't other games like that, but, like, proper RPG where you're choosing what you're leveling up, so it feels like you really do have, like, a lot of control over, like, your progression, and there's just such a good feeling of, like, w- world building and exploring that, that almost feels Final Fantasy-ish. Um, Like, I don't know, something like Faxanity was, like, this linear story adventure, which is fantastic. Zelda II has this feeling of, like, agency and discovery. Even if you are sort of locked into going to certain places first and whatnot, but, like, you're exploring this world map and figuring it out as you're going. And, and that's what kind of gives me that that Final Fantasy, like, uh, open world, open world, overworld sort of vibe. Um, and then it even has this, like, I, I know that, like, the idea of, like, quote-unquote random battles is, like, is like a bad word now to a lot of people where it's like, we've, we've moved past that. I know not everyone, but like, I feel like um, obviously Zelda two is not actually technically random battles, but I feel like it just has this, this kind of like forgotten feeling of like, when you go out into the overworld, you're putting yourself in danger and it, and it gives you these stakes that, that feel like it's dangerous, but never frustrating. And, I just think that it's it's just such a good adventure where, like, even the combat feels like you're, you have to think about each combat encounter. I won't say every combat encounter, but, like, at least in the dungeons, it, it feels like, even like a regular enemy that comes up to you, it feels like you get this little, like, one-on-one face-off a lot of the time. And uh, I, I just, I just, there's been few games that I've had, like, as much fun getting to the end to a zelda 2 but like i do recognize the things that people don't like about it for me though it's just it's just been a blast joe
0: i'm going to gradius you (laughs) my opinion of zelda 2 after playing it for this you know best of 1989 episode knowing that it would come up my opinion of zelda 2 has actually never been lower than it is today (laughs) i do not like i actually realized i don't like this game even more than when we were talking about it last year i've never had a game fight my like progress so much as zelda 2 i hate the uh, overworld interruption stuff i feel like the argument that fazanadu is a better game but like this one still does some stuff it's like no this stuff does stuff in the wrong direction it's actually fighting my ability to like move forward and explore this world with these constant interruptions on the overworld map to these side-by-side fights that are pretty much inconsequential. I will agree with you that the dungeons have a little more of like a, you know, who's got the high ground, like the combat's a little more intriguing there. But, uh, you know, between between exploring the world map, getting into combat in the world map, talking to the NPCs and figuring out what to do next, I'm I'm kind of at a loss with my opinion of this game ever thinking that it's going to be on the essential games list. I'm sorry for everybody out there, but like <laughs> I, I I can in good faith after play, I gave it a good shot last week and it just made me want to go back and play more Fizanadu.
2: I mean, it's surprising. I, I'm not saying that like, I think that Fizanadu, oh Fizanadu is so much better, but Zelda still has good stuff. I just think that they're both just so different. Like they're both trying to do different things. Yes, they have like a, like a similar like undertone in some elements, but like it, it, it just feels like, uh, it scratches a different itch for me. For me, yes the the overworld, the dangers of like I still, I don't know. I still kind of have this little bit of a enjoyment of that like shit. I got to get to this place, and I got to like worry about these things, these battles. Like it, it, that doesn't bother me in the way it, it seems. It to just bother felt you. so like,
0: start stoppy with everything. And then I remembered like you you got to grind for experience but, at the beginning. I mean, for have you ever while? played like,
2: Final Fantasy Seven? Like I feel like it's the same thing. You, every step you take. I mean, if that's the for that point, it's like. Final Fantasy VII, you can't even see it coming. Or Final Fantasy VIII or Final, no, IX no, or Final Fantasy No, no, because those are turn based or- games
0: and they're more relaxed. Like, you could play with the active time battle system for sure, but, like, you know, for the most part.
1: Well, the seven hit, ha- yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't think you can turn were, it off, right? Both yeah. of them were random entirely. You didn't see anything.
0: Yeah, no, you don't see them, but I'm saying um, in combat, like, you know, it's much more relaxed. You're not, you're not doing, like, real time action combat, whereas in Zelda II, you always have to be, like, paying attention or whatever. It's kind of mindless to just say, like, okay, Cloud, go attack. Right, See, that's you don't where, have to like run I mean, around with the sword and actually strike the enemy.
2: Yeah, I mean that's, that's where I think is as is, is far as like that's where random encounters sometimes start to frustrate me a little bit is when it's like okay, is this turn-based, like, okay, Final Fantasy X will be an example, because I love the combat in Final Fantasy X, but I cannot get through that game, because there's just so many random encounters where it's not a challenge, because I just have to sit there and, like, okay, these this is not a hard enemy, it's not a boss battle, I don't have well, to think about what I'm doing, it's gotta attack, 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 whereas this, I felt like, I guess it's just a matter of, like, for me, it just felt like it was a solve to some of that, like, the, the I'm gonna keep using the word randomness, even though it's not, like, the same as a random battle but like this, this, the, the randomness of like getting to a battle in Zelda still feels like okay like I'm on the edge of my seat I'm doing something it sounds like I'm going against random battles in like a turn based thing I'm not I love that too this just felt like a refreshing difference
1: for what it's worth I, I still haven't found the value I know that there is value but the essential value in Zelda 2 so I, I'm also on that fence but well, you put up a good fight, Joe, at least. I'll say that. You hey, came in with a lot what I of do. info. That's what I do here. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this every year. Well, yeah. every <laughs> game year. So in 2030, I can't wait to talk about this again.
0: <laughs> the next uh, Patreon-suggested game to look at is, and it's no surprise here, it's Sean's number one game of 1989. It is DuckTales. All right. Sean, make the yourself. case. No, you make the
1: case. <laughs> okay. I will make the case.
2: Do you want to hear my case first, Sean? Is that what I've got? I could go first.
1: Okay. Yeah, you go first, Joe.
2: Here's my case
1: against I it. Replayed,
2: I replayed Ducktales this week, and I had a little bit of a thought of like, why didn't I put this on? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so I I played a lot of it, and I remember like feeling like I wanted more when I first played it. I played this week, and like I had a really good time, and I feel like maybe I was a little hard on Ducktales.
1: But then. That's it. That's, that's oh. Oh, what a okay. twist.
0: Okay. Wow. All right.
1: So then I will I will come in with with what what my expectations were, which was that I would just have to defend Tooth and Nail this game in the same way that Joe has been defending Tooth and Nail Zelda 2 for however many years now. That every every level is so different. Every like they're, they're just <sighs> I, I'm I'm so bad at being articulate. You guys don't understand. Um the fact that like in each level there there are certain aspects to the game that are always open to you. Like it's just taking a different approach to applying it to the game. Uh there's a satisfaction to taking out enemies that are different in each level. Um yeah, the whole like Go to the levels in a certain order that aren't always the the best is kind of goofy, but um I just felt like there was there's so much charm to the game there's so much variety to the game with just the same inputs like the same inputs as any other game there's there's so much more to it uh I just had a lot of fun with this game, and i yeah, I think yeah.
2: I think what I didn't, like, pick up on the first time I was playing it, that it's kind of supposed to be, like, a, I don't want, I want to say chill experience, because it is still, like, you still got to pay attention and everything, but it's, like, a, it's just a fun, relaxed game where it's, like, you, you don't have to go in every direction. You're just trying to collect money. It's it's not, like, I wanted more out of it at the time, but now when I play it, I'm, like, no, it's just, like, a fun thing to just hang out and play.
0: I think, if I recall correctly, I was a fan of the game, and I, I might have uh, critiqued it as being simple, but I also did that with essential game Willow. But I remember that when we got to the Essential Games list, Joe went first, and we were kind of like, this was the first instance of, like, metagaming the Essential Games list, where we were like, yeah, we'll just, like, hold off on it, voting for it right now, (laughs) and we'll just wait till the best of 1989. And now that we're here... Yeah, there's no excuse. This should be on the Essential Games list. Like oh, thank super, God. super fun. <laughs> super fun game. I'm not gonna fight it. I really did think Joe was gonna fight it, but I was going to basically have to I was gonna have to make Sean's case for him if if Joe was going to fight it. <laughs> but- like, I
2: thought I was gonna fight it too before this week, and then when I played it to be like, alright, let's get my case down, I was like, God damn it.
1: This is fun. Alright, I'm glad because I don't know how to like use words to defend my positions.
0: Mm-hmm. The next game on the list, Goonies 2.
1: It I was suggested. Yeah, uh, this was just, like, one guy. Yeah, 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 one guy.
0: A uh, good friend of ours, uh, JP from Retrovaniacs. Oh, JP, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, he uh, he suggested, you know, Goonies 2 is one of his top two NES games. Maybe he said number one, honestly, but I'm not going to hold him to that. You shouldn't either, listeners. Uh, Goonies 2, you know, I think, like, I I didn't give this one a full shake again just because I kind of already had my mind made up, but even just revisiting it, it's just that that awkward first person navigation stuff that like games like Shadowgate of course like figured out which came out later obviously, but like Goonies 2 just has like an a little bit more obtuse in the uh in the like exploration department of of that side of the game, you know, there's the whole like side scrolling part where you're walking through uh the area but then eventually it becomes first person and you know like maybe the openness is a cool idea it's just not executed well
2: uh yeah i replayed it this week too and uh i, was, I, I guess the theme of this of this episode for me is like realizing that i was like had rose colored glasses on about something the first time i played it i don't i don't remember i don't think i voted this essential or anything but i remember liking it a lot i won't say i dislike it this time but it, you know it. i feel like it was a lot clunkier than I remembered like just I, I, I wasn't really sure like I mean I like the the actual gameplay on the side scrolling I well, didn't didn't feel great the like I think I was just charmed originally by the like that first person like kind of go through the the map to the other side I think, this was element the first going. One. I think it was yeah and like for me like there's a, like a lot of times when like something new builds on that for me I'm like I'm I'm charmed by it but now replaying it, I was like, I feel like that's like the thing that I that I still think is cool about it, and, and nothing else about it really was that fun for me to play
1: this week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that like this was definitely a memorable game because it was because it was that first like first person thing, and it was just so bizarre. Like it's definitely a unique game, uh, but in terms of enjoyment but it was it was just not like one of the top games that we played on this system. It was super weird. <laughs> that does not that is not
0: essential. Super weird games are fun though. Uh Monster Party fun super weird game. I
1: did so, want to find a way to squeak that in there just to talk about but Okay, I'm glad you so did.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll get to it then. We will definitely yeah. get to it. Uh the next game on the list, Tetris. Uh a game that a lot of people were shocked that we didn't put on. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna shoot it down right away. Same argument, guys. In fact, I even went a little above and beyond for this one. A little tease for the future. But because NES Tetris didn't make the the cut, right? It didn't make the Essential Games list. I started playing every version of Tetris available on all other consoles around the same time. You know, so like, what did what did the Super Nintendo have? What did the Genesis have? What did the TurboGrafx 16 have? What did these other consoles have? And I'm going to do a write-up on the website that's available for everybody oh. uh, on NostalgiaCast.com of just what all these other games did that tried to, like, add a little extra flavor to what Nintendo delivered here as just plain old Tetris, which, for all of you who played it back in 1989, must have blew your minds. But unfortunately, playing it after, like, you know, Tetris Effect, it's like there's no, there's no effect yeah. on me playing this game.
1: I'm going to echo that and say that I thought that I was going to be playing the purest form of Tetris when we started playing that game. And all that happened was I was disappointed by this, this form of Tetris because I've played other forms of Tetris before. And it just didn't have the game feel that I was used to. And that subjectively had a lot of like sway on me. Let me know when Tetris adds a hold button.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah for for me i um I've never been too smitten with Tetris at all, like any version of it. I've always thought it was a great you know great little great game, great arcade type game but i like, I always wonder if it were released for the first time today among among tons of other games like would it would it stand out like it would kill as like such a good like i don't know I, for me i just I, I never got it I never understood why it was so beloved. So for me, it's, it's an uphill battle to begin
1: with. If I can just say real quick that if it was released alongside Candy Crush, <laughs> it would kill. It would kill Candy right. Crush. It would kill Candy Crush.
0: It's a Candy cr- You heard it. Tetris is the Candy Crush killer app.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. goddamn right. You heard it here first, brother.
0: Next game, uh, which we can't really put on the Essential Games list until we know how to say it properly, but this time I'm going to do it the Greek way, girus. <laughs> <laughs> we uh (laughs) gyrus of course uh we'll we'll go with that or or is that what we decided on sean gyrus uh i i said gyrus gyrus there you go gyrus i'm gonna tell you right now i'll start off hot it's on the essential games list for me i'd put this one on this is not your average smup this is just first off like the the music that cues you into the game very exciting and then the combat's just like bam 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 like you're just like right there it's kind of like it's like it's like shmups meets space invaders in a way where like all the enemies are neatly presented in the center and then you've got to like clear them off before they come out towards you. I-, I like what Gyrus is laying down here. It's just fast enough. And yeah, like the later planets, which are the levels, they're a little like too intense, but that's no different than like Gradius and Life Force being too intense later on. Or if you if you like lose your power ups, you pretty much lose the game. They're still good games, and I think Gyrus is a great game.
2: I'll say that I think it's uh, it's fun, it's fast, it's 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 fair. It's the three F's that make a great uh, <laughs> that make a great um, <laughs> fun, essential fast, and fair. Shmup. <laughs> yeah, fun, fast, and fair. Uh, I like it. I mean, I I like. I mean, it's no secret at this point. I like it a lot more than Gradius. So I'll say, yeah, let's put it on. Wow, so All that needs right. you, um... Sean. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? <laughs>
1: I mean, I liked Gyrus. I liked it. I uh, I, I liked it a lot. Um, no, this shouldn't be this easy. Like you
0: gotta at least say it. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what, what? Do you, no, what, I what do you, yeah. Go ahead. I I don't <laughs> have
1: enough. Like I don't have strong enough memories of this game. Like I, I basically conceded the ten spot to you because you know, like I remembered. Not entirely loving my ten spot, so just like I don't know. You're right. It's L- a top let's ten game. Let's hold until ninety. Let's no. Let's hold until oh my 90. god! What?
0: <laughs> I thought we were I getting somewhere really good. That's a lot. I know. I just okay. thought we were getting. No, no. no I just thought we yeah, were I getting know, somewhere. No, no.
1: Keep, keep trying. Keep trying. I, I could be bought, baby.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll wait till ninety. But that you know, play it before we do the best of ninety. <laughs>
1: Up your
2: time's ticking. Yeah.
0: Up next. Excite Bike.
2: Well, we this already took this off. Once.
0: Yeah, we already yeah. took this off. They wanted us to look at adding it back on. Look,
2: like, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool game. But when I, 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 this is totally. I mean, when I voted this on, I totally think that I was like, I didn't understand what NES games were yet. I was like, whoa, like this could, but like, and it's still great. It's still a cool, like, I mean, piece of history. I'm, it's, I, I haven't played it in a long time, but I'm sure it's still fun. But I just don't feel like it holds up today among modern games. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm still of the same opinion that I was. I think the first time. I don't think I voted Excite Bike on.
2: I think it was just me and Sam, and it was back before you needed a majority.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, it was yeah. just fifty-fifty. Yeah. So I'm. I'm not an Excite Bike truther. I did enjoy it. I did have fun with it, but uh, I'm not going to be a part of putting it on.
0: And that's it for the Patreon fan games that they suggested. Now it's time for the games that we want to add, or at least we want to just, like, throw out there, see if anybody will bite. Uh, I'll do that first with uh, my bait. And I'm just going to throw it out there. It's been a while. It's definitely not like, you know, they're more intricate and more, um, more detailed games. But I would say, from a gameplay point of view, Rygar is worth considering again. I think, like, it's... It's been through a lot. It's still tried, trusted, and true—the three T's of an essential <laughs> uh, game, <laughs> right next to the three F's. So, what do we think about Rygar on the essential games list?
2: Uh, I, I was surprised to see this on here, and I didn't put it there because I think I'm the only one that voted for it to be essential in the original episode. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's probably true. But um, I replayed this this week and. It's funny because I, I feel like I, I, I saw a lot of the arguments you guys were making in the episode this time. Like my eyes were opened. Like I do think that I I I I love where I love where this game is going. I love what what could build off of this game. But like enemy placement in this game is horrible. Like every second new enemies come and I feel like just you guys said this in that episode and I was like no no it's fine. But this time I was like man it is like. It's not hard to grind, it's just really annoying because like just enemies will not ever stop coming at you and then you just you just ram A over and over again and you just kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them and that's how you level up. Like that alone already makes it like a little annoying for me. I mean, I think it's I think it's really cool everything else it's doing except for the thing that's like the core mechanic, which is the combat. So I feel like I'm just like I I don't want it to see like I'm just being like Competitive to be like argumentative here because this was my original game I want to put on, but like I I think I say no on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm still in agreement. I did play this leading up to our record here, and while I was a bit more happy with it this time than I was when we played it, I I would I'm still calling this a no for me. And then I put on the list Gun Dot Smoke,
0: but now uh, after looking at the essential games list again, I'm not even sure if it's if it's uh
1: if it's up there, does anybody Whoa. wanna fight Ooh, for it? I don't know. Like now, I'm on the boat for Gundot Smoke. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry, that's I'll so like, funny. I'm just like do, do whatever Mike says. I'm like no, yeah. the opposite. Well, no, because I'm the one who added
0: it to the list, so obviously, like I'm, I'm somewhat for it. Um, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's enough. It's arcadey, sure, but like it, it totally works on the NES and is fun.
1: Personality. Uh, it's got the personality that I need. That just, that's just it's beyond all the mechanical aspects of a game uh
0: I, I, it's got that whole like shmup plus 1 like it it's a shmup that works and functions plus this one additional feature that no other shmup in the genre has that makes
1: it like cool shmup yeah. plus ones um, yeah. that's what i'm calling the new that. genre shmup yeah. in, inspired um, by mike Right. I I'm for gun dot smoke.
0: Let's put it I'm fucking for. on then. Wow, look at me just like making it. it seem like
2: every year it'll it'll go on and then on yeah. and then on and then on. I'm
0: off making it. it seem like I'm not that interested. Maybe that's my new strategy. Like I, I say, I'm not that <laughs> interested in it. And Joe's like, I yeah. want that on. Joe's we're like, I'm like, oh, gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that door. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Up next, RBI baseball. Uh, I didn't suggest this one. Who did?
1: Nor did I. I didn't suggest
2: this one. That's
0: crazy. Is Sam getting in yeah, here? Somebody's putting RBI my, baseball no, on this pretend list. pretend you did not. Is it either. haunted? Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. It's like
2: Is RBI baseball haunted?
0: My new strategy is to pretend I'm so disinterested in games I pretend like I didn't even add them to the list. Alright, well clearly it's not getting on if none of us are gonna fight for it. Next on <laughs> it the <was> list cool. <laughs> next on the list is To the Earth. Uh Joe, I have a sneaking suspicion you added this one.
2: Yeah. Well here's another one. I mean, look, I feel like I have a harder time than you guys at like at like recognizing this is definitely not going to get on, so I shouldn't even talk about. it. I just want to say that I want to put on. I, I, I'm, I'm not expecting anyone to agree with me. I know that like this is just a like, thing that I love. First of all, Zapper games, and second of all, To the Earth, which was when I first started playing. It felt abs- absurdly hard, but after we recorded that episode, I really regretted not voting it essential after playing it a lot more because I just have so much fun getting better at that game. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm still only like what? What do you? I mean, I'm like. It has been a little while since i played it, but, like, I think I get like, to to round three out of, like, six, and I cannot get, like, very far in three. But it took me a long time to get past even just round one, and then to get through round two it took me many, many, many tries. But, like, it's fun every time, and I feel, like, I just feel myself improving in this, like, I don't know, more real-world way that's similar to Duck Hunt. But where Duck Hunt is, like, fun to, 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 to like, target practice and and maybe comp- compete with someone else over score this is fun to like just like see if you can get to the end see if like you have a goal and it's really difficult but like it's not at first it feels completely unobtainable at first it feels to me like games that i've talked about where everything's coming at you and i feel like i have no way i could have avoided that and it feels like there's no way i can hit all this stuff and then like miraculously as i'm playing it it's almost got like cuphead levels if anyone's played that like i know you played it but like cuphead levels of like satisfaction in like wow I learned this boss and like I'm where at the beginning when I started this level I was like this is absolutely impossible I'll never beat this and then a few hours later you're like I'm really good at this and and it's only a matter of time before I get past this part so that's my my argument I I know that like uh, I have a soft spot for it but just wanted to say my piece
1: I mean I I can't second this because I just didn't I didn't have the same experience as you. Um but I know that it's hard. It's hard because you 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 made this your baby. Um but I will say that of the of the uh light gun games that we played, this was one of the prettiest, and I think it's uh it's an impressive game to both master and to just watch. Uh but that I, I can't say that that's enough to to put it on, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, Joe, I'm glad you got to say your piece, but, uh, like, your version of To The Earth is me putting, like, Guitar Hero 1 on the Essential <laughs> Games list. Like, cool peripheral thing that, like, some people are going to be really good at, most people are going to suck at it. Uh, it's It's got a little bit, like, especially Guitar Hero 1, had, like, a little bit of, like, a jank factor to it that they, like, then succeeded in other things i'd say like duck hunt already uh succeeds on like making like the satisfaction of killing much easier than uh to the earth ever does it's just a hard game uh but you're not wrong for anything you said i just feel like it's a very personal experience so it's on your essential games list i don't think it'll be on
2: mine yeah, I mean, even after seeing some things that like some of our patrons were talking about, I was like, I guess I, it's just a thing that I love. <laughs> like yeah. I know, like some other people, like I just know it's not a popular opinion, but like I, it's just you know, I, I wanted to give it its give it its moment, you did its due. Yeah,
0: Sean, you mentioned Monster Party. Did you want to nominate that?
1: <laughs> I didn't want to nominate it, but I did want to say that it was uh, one of the uh, the best thematically co games that we played uh i'm not i don't, I don't want this on these games list i just thought it was really funny that there was a game that was almost legitimately scary at certain points uh that we played for this system and i wasn't expecting that i wasn't expecting that at all uh but i did want to give it a shout out that it was a game that existed this year it's also like a
0: Incredibly funny game.
1: Um, it's and, so funny. and so
0: wacky and out there. Uh, I'm waiting for the Monster Party movie adaptation. Uh, it 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 has like a like an 80s Spielberg vibe going for it already. Uh, with like you know the replace like the alien. What was the alien's name? Bert or something yeah it um, like that yeah, like, but then it you was know.
1: also fucking terrifying right well yeah, yeah. some
0: <laughs> of the enemies were just downright disturbing sure but then yeah. also some of the enemies were flying
1: shrimp tempura well i mean that's also kind of scary but i get it i get Man,
2: it I, i've been silent for this long because i don't want to remind people that i didn't play this game Ooh. but now i'm feeling like i gotta play this
0: you game. have you to play this game. game i gotta play it it's you had so to play cool. this game a month
1: and a half ago I think yeah this yeah. this game
0: is mandatory Halloween stuff. Like I, I'd play this every Halloween. I played it this Halloween actually, so maybe I'll play it live again stream next year. next year. Yeah, there we go, live <laughs> stream next year. Sean, anything else you wanted to nominate? No. Great, Joe. I feel good. Wow! So for the first time ever, introducing the best of 1989 going into 1990 essential games list, and that is Duck Hunt, Super Mario Brothers, Balloon Fight. Gradius, Castlevania, Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, Mega Man, Contra, Double Dragon, Life Force, Spy vs. Spy, Super Mario Bros. 2, Blaster Master, Tecmo Bowl, Ninja Gaiden, Adventures of Lolo, The Guardian Legend, Mega Man 2, Fezanadu, Archon, Shadowgate, DuckTales, and Gun.Smoke. What a list! <laughs>
1: Wow, we're are we great under ten percent now?
0: Oh wait, I also forgot Willow. Sorry, Will- yeah, <laughs> Willow's just oh, last yeah. <laughs> week. Um, Twenty six. I don't know what we're at. Uh, I'll give that episode. I'll give that total count breakdown in the start of the nineteen ninety episode for everybody, just because I don't want to make anyone wait for the math. Speaking of nineteen ninety, let's just do a quick look ahead at some of the great games we're gonna be playing in nineteen ninety. Uh, by the way, were either of you two born in nineteen ninety? Yes. I was
2: born in 1990 Wow, so and I were born in the same hospital, right next to each other. It's incredible. We're twins. Yeah, and
0: you were switched at birth, and Sean's mom is your yeah, mom, and right. vice versa. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's great. Buffalo so, General. uh, yeah. I can't wait to welcome you guys to the world. I'll be chilling. I'll be waiting for a little bit. But, be a bit, yeah, yeah. But here's the games you guys can look forward to in the year of your birth. A boy in his blob. Trouble on bla- Blobalonia. Double Dragon Two: The Revenge. Joe, like you said, there can only be room for one. So what's going to happen? What's (laughs) going to happen? How can they improve Double Dragon? Um, The Miracle Piano Teaching System. I put this one on the list because we're gonna have to figure out how to play this game. It requires like a two hundred dollar piano. We'll probably spend some patron money to get that thing, but we'll do it.
1: Um, You're saying there's a piano peripheral for this? Yes, yes. I'm I'm not joking. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Super Mario I'm Brothers 3,
0: little game called Super Mario Brothers 3, Sean. I played that. Okay, everybody's kind of familiar with that. Since it's the season of sequels, we're also going to be playing Adventures of Lolo 2.
1: The sequel.
0: Uh, Snake's Revenge, another sequel. Hell yeah. Final Fantasy, a little game we've been talking about for the entirety of this show's creation.
1: I can't, I really just want it to be good. I haven't played it at all.
0: Wow. Ninja Gaiden 2. Wow, they're rushing that one. They really, like, they were, like, street, you know, like, they put it as number one for 1989. Make it fast. That's what Tecmo said. <laughs> uh, Wall Street Kid. I just think this is up me and Sean's alley, at least. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> is this by the, the same? most interesting one is this on this the same
1: people that made uh, Casino, Casino Kid? Kid?
0: Casino. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah. Crystallis, which is uh, apparently very much like a Willow-style game. Some people yeah, I say the it's... patrons have I've been heard high on this. About yeah. that. People say it's a Willow killer. Ooh. And the final entry in Castlevania, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Let's go. Should be exciting. Dragon Warrior 2. I didn't know we were getting that so soon. That's going to compete with Final Fantasy. Wow. Maniac Mansion, the cult classic. We'll see if it can live up to uh, the legend. I don't think any of us have played this game before, right?
1: What is the what is the genre for this?
0: Maniac Mansion is one of those like point and click games,
1: like a horror
0: graphic adventure.
1: Okay. Um, if it's it's not a horror, I'll be into it.
0: I don't know if it's a horror film or uh, sorry, horror game or not. I can't I can't tell you because I never played it. (laughs) There's a maniac in that mansion. Dr. Mario, Mega Man 3, Dragon's Lair, Star Tropics, TMNT 2, the Star arcade tropics. game, and we'll end the year with Ultima 4, Quest of the Avatar. So that'll be a very long episode. Uh, just so that's like the U- end Ultima of 3. 90. That'll be the end of 90. Those are all the games to look forward to in 90, but don't forget to join us for all like 200 games or however money it is, because that's what we're going to do, and you're going to be here, and when we finish 1990 in like, who knows, wh- wh- when do you think we're going to finish 1990?
2: Well, it's almost the same amount. Of, it's a little more than the same amount as '89, right? Of games, or is it way more? It's
0: 171 it's... instead of 96. <laughs> oh, that's like double. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. I
1: thought we were a lot closer. Okay, we will I be like a, what three, I four might have years by then. Yeah,
0: knows. we're looking at March 20th, 2026, if everything goes according to plan. So Dear please join God. us for the whole ride as we get to 2026 <laughs> together, and you know. The podcast is always growing. Obviously, we have the Patreon, and we have all the cool stuff on there, like uh, Nostalgia Bites, which is where we explore the Famicom games. I was talking about how we just got to the end of the Castlevania stuff, but we have another Castlevania-esque spinoff game that only went to the Famicom called Kid Dracula that we're doing for Nostalgia Bites this month. And just for Patreon users, for the very first time, we are doing not a Nostalgia Bites episode, but a Game Boy episode. because game the Game Balger. The Game Boy, (laughs) that's what we're calling it, the Game Boy was (laughs) released in 1989, and um, we figured that we owe it, as a big breakdown for Nintendo, we owe it to record an episode about the Game Boy and its launch games, not individual, we're not doing any, like, chronological exploration of Game Boy games, we're just gonna review a bunch of them, all in one big episode, only for Patreon, but here's the little hack about Patreon, in case you didn't know, and you just were like, I can't. Subscribe for the rest of my life. You guys aren't, you can't expect me to subscribe all the way till March of 2026. We expect you to subscribe even longer than that, actually. But if you just want to subscribe for one month, you'll still get the Game Boy episode. Yeah, pretty we'll cool. Let you know when it so that's uh, the best of 1989. Thanks for joining us on this adventure. Thanks for 250 plus episodes so far. When we finish uh, 90, I'm sure we'll almost be at 450. So thanks for all those episodes. Um, the essential games list has changed forever.